0: This is Confessions of a Closet Romantic, a podcast where I talk about my favorite romantic movies, TV shows, books, and why I love them so much without embarrassment or shame. Well, mostly. This is Poppy, and in today's episode, the ultimate cozy holiday story Little Women. Watching a film adaptation of Little Women has been one of my favorite ways to celebrate the holidays for many years, along with a rewatch of White Christmas, Mimi in St. Louis, The Family Stone, and even Jim Carrey as an animated Scrooge in Disney's Christmas Carol. Oh, one Christmas when that opened, my boyfriend and I, we were the only people in that theater watching that movie, and it's so good on the big screen. Until now, I had never read Little Women by Louisa May Alcott. I know! Not even as a girl, even though it's like a rite of passage for most, I don't know, 12 or 13-year-old American girls. And by now, I've seen and loved pretty much every film adaptation of Little Women, going all the way back to the Katherine Hepburn 1933 version directed by George Cukor The 1949 version with June Allison as Joe and Elizabeth Taylor as an unforgettable Amy. One of my all-time favorite versions, though, is Gillian Armstrong's 1994 version with Winona Ryder as Joe and some of the best March sisters ever cast. It also stars Christian Bale as Laurie and Eric Stoltz as the tutor John Brooke. Remember him from Some Kind of Wonderful in the 80s? I crushed so hard on him. He is still a fox. It also has one of the best scores ever by Thomas Newman. Oh, what a mood it sets. I would listen to that year-round at a stressful desk job over and over. It never failed to cheer me up. I don't think it's been as popular, but I happen to love the 2019 version of Little Women, directed by Greta Gerwig. Saoirse Ronan is a wonderful Jo, so self-effacing, bright, full of personal strength and conviction, and she's willing to sacrifice everything for it. I loved Florence Pugh as Amy, too, because she wasn't just a pretty shallow Moppet who deserved many eye rolls but she was portrayed as a woman with some emotional awareness and intelligence. I know that's not exactly how she's written in the book, but why not update it a little bit and give her more emotional strength? I thought Greta Gerwig's version modernized and updated the story to show how truly groundbreaking Joe's behavior was for the time. That rapid, time-shifting editing, it was a bold choice, but I think it energized the whole story. Merry Christmas! Child, oh, we've been nice. up for hours. What have you been writing. Oh, I got carried away with our delicious revenge play last night. Mm. Poison? No, no poison. It's Christmas. Christmas won't be Christmas without any presents. It's so dreadful being poor. It's not fair. How come some girls get to have lots of pretty things and others have nothing at all? we be a father and mother and teacher. Oh, we haven't got father, and we won't have him for as long as this war drags on. I wish I had heaps of money and plenty of servants, so I never had to work well, again. Well, you could be a proper actress on boards. They aren't all fallen women. I can't be an actress. I have lots of wishes, but my favorite one is to be an artist in Paris, and to do fine pictures, and to be the best painter in the world. That's what you want too, isn't it, Joe? to be a famous writer? Yes, but it sounds so crass when she says it. Why be ashamed for what you want? I wish is to have us all to be together with father and mother in this house. That's what I want. Beth is perfect. Shamed. What about your music queen, Beth, huh? I only do that for us. I don't need anyone else to hear it. You must not limit yourself. Mother proposed not having any Christmas presents this year because our men are suffering in the army. We can't do much, but we can make our little sacrifices and do it gladly. Don't play mother just because she's not home. Joe. that's so boyish. That's why I do it. Well, I detest rude and ladylike girls. Well, I hate effective relationships. So I started reading Little Women this past summer, and it didn't vibe with me at all. I felt so sad because I know this book is so beloved by so many people. But then I started it again in late fall, and suddenly it clicked. Christmas was the time of year our family was on its best behavior. The anger and tensions melted away. Our family's part Swedish, so Christmas Eve was the big night. With a fancy dinner, boxes of homemade cookies and sweets. My grandma showing up in her scarf over her beehive hairdo, smelling of spicy youth-dew perfume the beautiful music then Midnight Mass and opening just one present each I guess that's why I've always collected movies that have cozy Christmas scenes or settings The Family Stone comes to mind if you've never seen that movie don't miss it I'll put a link in the show notes. It's set in the 72 hours around Christmas when a successful but really buttoned-down control freak businesswoman goes home for the holidays to her boyfriend's shall we say much more laid-back liberal family in New England. <sighs> <clears throat> <clears throat> You don't have to be nervous. I'm not. They're gonna love you. I hate her. Amy. What? Generosity. Generosity of spirit. Of spirit. Thank you. Amy, you're gonna get me in trouble. What? Well, I thought no one had even met the girl. No, I was down in New York in October. Well, that's right, she... the young man. What was his name? How's that going? Mm hmm, hmm. Kelly. Mm-hmm. So, you had dinner with them? So, she is. A total phony. She's completely uptight. She dragged us to this friggin' stiff restaurant. She talked the entire time. I mean Oh you <laughs> just wait. What? She's got this incredibly grotesque throat clearing tick. It's like it's like she's digging for clams. He plans to propose, but the family introductions don't go super well. She calls her sister to come stay for emotional support and then everything hits the fan. Ready? Yeah, they're all watching, you know. Yeah. Kelly will be out in a minute and I'll bring us in. Everett. Dad. Uh. <laughs> Whoops. <All right>. <laughs> I told you. Did I tell you? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh huh. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> How are you? <gasps> oh. Meredith. Meredith, this is Dad. Oh, yes. Hey, buddy. Thaddeus. Oh, beautiful. Hello, I'm Meredith. I've heard so much about you. And this is Patrick. Oh, hello. 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 Hi, dear. Why, she's shawing. You remember Amy, right? Oh, Amy, yes, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You remember me, right? I the think, mother. That's right. Now, <laughs> and this is Sybil. Mom, this hello. is Meredith. Hello, you have a lovely home. All the better to entertain you, my dear. Welcome and Merry Christmas. Sure, welcome to the uh, It's hilarious and heartbreaking. Sarah Jessica Parker plays the businesswoman, and Diane Keaton is the mom. If you love Sarah Jessica Parker and Sex in this City, you'll love her in this. And Diane Keaton is just well, fabulous. Diane Keaton. The 1994 adaptation of Little Women is particularly wonderful if you want to cozy up with a more traditional New England family life. The Christmas scene from that movie has been part of my memory for so long, I could swear I've celebrated holidays in that little 19th century sitting room. So I had my little fake wood stove going one fall day, totally getting into the Christmas chapter of the Little Women book set in a bitterly cold Christmas during the Civil War. The March sisters have been preparing for Marmee's return from her volunteer work. Beth is warming Marmee's slippers by the fire. Once she's home, Marmee invites the girls to play a metaphoric pilgrim's progress with their emotional burdens during a long, cold winter. Now that is a mother warming her feet and her wisdom by the fire. We are never too old for this, my dear, because it is a play we are playing all the time in one way or another. Our burdens are here, our road is before us, and the longing for goodness and happiness is the guide that leads us through many troubles and mistakes to the peace which is a true celestial city. My sisters and I remember that winter as the coldest of our childhood. A temporary poverty had settled upon our family some years before. The war had made fuel and lamp oil scarce. But necessity is indeed the mother of invention. Somehow in that dark time, our family, the March family, seemed to create its own light. Mommy! Mommy's home. You my featherhead. Right. <laughs> oh, Marla, you're frozen. Yes, if you could see the people lined up outside of Hope House in this bitter mm-hmm. cold. Mm, your cheeks are so mm-hmm. warm. Thank you, Cricket. Have you finished the Christmas bundles? So many this year. We were handing out... Oh, uh, how was your cold? Better. That's good. We were handing out food as quickly as we could make up the baskets. Now, Miss Amy, what is this in my pocket? Father! <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. My dearest family, I am well and safe. Our battalion is encamped on the Potomac. Potomac? Potomac. December makes a hard, cold season for all of us so far from home. I think of my girls' day and night and find my best comfort in your affection. I pray that your own hardships will not be too great to bear. Give them all my dear love and a kiss. Tell them I think of them by day. Pray for them by night. Poor father. I'm a selfish girl. Oh, little one. It's Christmas Eve. Father would want us to be sad now. Ding dong, merrily am I. In heaven the bells <laughs> are ringing. Ding dong, merrily the sky. Is rivet with angels singing. Joe was the first to wake in the gray dawn of Christmas morning. No stockings hung at the fireplace. And for a moment... She felt as much disappointed as she did long ago when her little sock fell down because it was crammed so full of goodies. Then she remembered her mother's promise, and slipping her hand under her pillow, drew out a little crimson-covered book. She knew it very well, for it was that beautiful old story of the best life ever lived, and Joe felt that it was a true guidebook for any pilgrim going on a long journey. "'Merry Christmas, little daughters!' "'I'm glad you began at once, and I hope you'll keep on. "'But I want to say one word before we sit down. "'Not far away from here lies a poor woman "'with a little newborn baby. Six children are huddled into one bed "'to keep from freezing, for they have no fire. "'There is nothing to eat over there, "'and the oldest boy came to tell me "'they were suffering hunger and cold.' My girls, will you give them your breakfast as a Christmas present? They were all unusually hungry, having waited nearly an hour, and for a minute no one spoke. Only a minute, for Joe exclaimed impetuously, I'm so glad you came before we began. Oh, miraculous food! Isn't this just like the old days, Hannah? Oh. We shouldn't eat it. We should just look at it. I'm going to eat it. (laughs) Joe? Joe, come down! I'm awake! Horrible piano. Hannah's put together an absolute Christmas miracle. Oh, God, thank you for this breakfast. Joe Angel, fetch your Marmy. She went out at the crack of dawn to see some Germans. Hummel, the boy said. Not a word of English. His dad's gone. Six children, and she's about to issue another. May as well take him a stick of firewood. Sure, they haven't got any. a breakfast either. Perhaps we could send the Hummels our bread. Might as well send the butter, too. Butter's not much use without bread to put it on. That was a very happy breakfast, though they didn't get any of it. And when they went away, leaving comfort behind, I think there were not in all the city four merrier people than the hungry little girls who gave away their breakfasts and contented themselves with bread and milk on Christmas morning. That's loving our neighbor better than ourselves, and I like it, said Meg. Wishing all of my listeners who celebrate around this time of year a very happy holiday special shout out to my listeners in the UK. Oh, England, how I miss you. And Germany. Hi, Piata Frohesfest. That's my attempt at German. Music in this episode is Pastoral, a Christmas meditation by Dion Key from freemusicarchive.org under a Creative Commons license. If you enjoyed this podcast, I hope you'll consider clicking share from your podcast app or telling your friends about it. Find show notes with links to what I've been babbling about at com, and you can reach me anytime by emailing confessionsofaclosetromantic at gmail.com It was so nice to have your company. Until next time, wishing you shame-free holiday romance.